Greetings, welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyom. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachet Shkalim, Perak Zion, uh, the penultimate Perak, and we'll be studying it over the course of two podcasts. We begin on what's marked as Perak as Dafyod Tet Amud Aleph in the Bavli Division uh, pagination. Ma'ochin Suben Shkalim Dava. Let's say that in these 13 collection boxes, money was found between the Shkalim box and one of the Dava boxes. Karol Shkalim Pulu Shkalim. If it's close to the Shkalim, when it goes there, if it's halfway in the middle, it goes to Nevav. But it's similar to Nevav. It's between the collection box for Eitzim and for Nevonah. Or for Eitzim, for Nevonah. For Nevonah, whichever one's close to it goes to. If it's in the middle, it goes to Nevonah. Ben Kinim, it goes to Nevonah. Again, if it's halfway, if it's closer to one, that's where it goes. If it's closer, if it's in the middle, goes to goes leolat. Now it's a different point. If at home you have a pile of chulin coins and masasheni coins, whichever one is closer to, we determine it belongs to that. Right in the middle goes to masasheni. Here's the rule. Whenever it's closer to one, that's the one it's determined to be belong to. If it's in the middle, it goes l'chumer. It should say which is the next box. That was the order that we listed earlier. We have one b'shem apinchas kamin kuchliam or kuchlias ayus asuyin that the but the boxes were lined up in a sort of snail-like fashion, serpentine coming out in a circle, which means that the shkalim would be next to the nedavah because be next to them, because that would be uh, the way they were placed. So Well, then halfway, but they should go to shkalim. Shkalim is more chamor. Three different possible answers. One of them may not be in our Girsa, which is perhaps because there's more in Davak goes there. It doesn't seem to be a reason. One of them will say because if you put it in the, in the Shkalim, it may go to Sherelishka and not be used for anything, for any Korban Sibor. And some people say because Mechza the Mechza, we regard it as if a guy who died. And what was the rule if a guy dies? The shekel goes to, and here's the story. When I was in Bavel, remember we had this earlier. I heard Rav Yudah Shmuel. He frishi mate. If a man fell, a fellow designated his box to the shekel and then died, what happens to the box to the shekel? Well, he pulled in Davat, goes in Davat. So therefore, if it's half and half, we determine that's a case like the guy dying and it goes to the Davat. We've had this earlier. Uh, if somebody has a Kohen has his own Asiri Taifa, and there's a surplus, where does it go? Yochanan says it goes to Yamamelech, destroyed, or Allah says it goes to Nadavat. Now we go to the problem of the money found between the Gozle Ola and the Kinim. How could money for Khatat become an Ola? That is, of course, according to Rabbanan, that the Kinim really are full Kinim. Beitin made it tonight. Anything that's surplus goes for olot. So how could the woman who brought the money that's now going for the olot, how could she ever get kapara? The person who uh, is the supplier for all of the birds, he also has to make up 
and provide birds for those whose became pasul because the bird flew. Take a look in the in second paragraph Masachet Kinim. If a certain amount of birds flew from the nest to another nest, they're pasul. How many are they pasul? It's a very interesting probability issue. But supplier had to make take care of that. So the same thing here. If the money fell in between, then that money would go to the Gozleola, but the woman would then have the birds provided for her by the supplier. Um, based on the idea that we have this, the, the boxes in this sort of circular fashion winding out, then it should have given all sorts of other possibilities of where it fell. And so far, the answer is, at the end, we have a rule that covers all those cases. Okay, next Mishnah. If you find money, it's in front of a person selling animals. We assume that that's Ma'asr Shani money that somebody dropped when they were going to buy animals in Yerushalayim. For our bite, Chulin, but if it's up on our bite, only enough for the money is Chulin. But out in the city of Yerushalayim, any other time of year, Chulin. Around the time of the Regal, all the money is considered Ma'asr. Now, Lord Sochad Loma Harbait Kodesh, but the money on Harbait should be Kodesh. We know that the Kohen does not bring money out of Tremata Lishka until first he has redeemed it on the animals, and so therefore the money up on our bayit, ironically, is Chulin. Okay, in the um, Talmud, this is a continuation of Halacha Bet, and as a result of that, this uh, little piece of Gemara actually is placed differently, but in the Rishalmi, it's Halacha Gimel. Let's say you find meat up in the Azara. Evarim, if it's limbs, olot, then that belongs to an olot. Chatichot, cut meat, chataot, and therefore the Kohanim can eat it. Shalayim, out in Shalayim, zivchei shlamim, and he cut meat as a shlamim. Zev, zetu, bar tzuratov, it's in the Beit HaSrefa, but Kohanim cannot eat it, nor can you eat the shlamim out there. You have to let it become uh, deformed, as it were, melted out, and then burn it. Siyadat is like Arahesachadat in the Babli. If a person is inattentive to the meat, then it has to be destroyed. Meaning you let it change its surah to lose its form and then destroy it. Shamanita Amrakani said the Mishnah said that. That's our Mishnah. Is that really true? There's a different reason. Because you can't eat this meat because you weren't attentive to it. You don't know where what's happened. You can't burn it because maybe it hasn't yet been lost its frame. Therefore, you have to allow and then have it burned. Okay, the next Mishnah in our in our Mishnayot is the continuation of Allah Gimel, and in the Talmud is the is the continuation of Allah Bet. If you have food that's from, uh, meat that's found outside of Yerushalayim, evarim nevelot. If you find limbs, they're nevelot. Chatichot cut up meat is mutarot, permissible. How permissible? We'll see. Shata regel shavasam rubav evarim mutarot. But during the regel, when there's lots of meat being shechted, even limbs are mutar. Not only are the limbs regarded as nevelot, but you get malka for eating them. And now we say the Mishnah supports that because everyone in Vilod, Chatichot Mutarot. Chot Mutarot Lomamash. When we say Mutarot, you mean really Mutarot, you may me eat them. If they're really edible, and if they're even in Vilod, are really in Vilod, and you get Makot. Uh, the next halacha, again, is continued in the in our printing, in the Talmud, 
in the uh, in the Bavli of Mutarot. If these limbs were strung together, then they're mutar. And now we have a familiar halacha. You have a town that has ten uh, slaughterhouses, nine uh, take care of nevela, and one is proper meat. And it chafulo. He went into one of them. Not sure which one he went into. Choshesh. He still can't eat it. But if it was found on the ground, you follow the rove in this case. Either way, it's no good. But, flip it. And you went in, you don't know what you went into. Then you're concerned that maybe uh, it's um, you went into the non-kosher. It's what we call in Bavli, Kavua. Well, you find it on the street that it's considered like rove, and therefore it's okay. If it's found in the hands of a goy, it's like found in the street, and therefore it is mutar if the majority of the town has um, has a majority of kosher butcher shops. Now we'll see a challenge to that. Rabbi Lazar Berebi Chagai, Samechol Rabbi Mani, was helping Rabbi Mani walk. Chama lechanar mai, saw an anjim, a katea means susay, umapik lebrei, saw him cut a piece of meat off his horse and take it out to the market to sell. By hadi dem Rabbi Yochanan, tzabi ad goy, kumin tzabi platiyak, could... Rabbi Yochanan really ruled that if you find it in the hands of a goy, it's like you found it in the street, and then you go by the rove. Amalei Ken Rabbi Yossi Rabbi said, That's only if you see him leaving a marketplace, a meat marketplace of the Jews. Chad bar Sipori, there was a fellow in Sipori. Azabai mizbun kopad min tavchav lo yavle. He wanted to buy meat from a shochet, and he wouldn't give it to him. Amalei Chad Ramai va'aitile, so he told a Roman to go get it from him. Didn't you take it from him according against his will? So the Shochet then said, Didn't I give him an avail of meat? Which would then put all the meat in question into the market in the marketplace. Rabbi said, This Shochet doesn't have the ability to, with his words, to prohibit all of the meat in Sipori. Uh, because uh, he said, oh, I give him the veil of meat. We don't believe you. We know that you were unhappy with this. Rav Nachat Lataman. Rav went back to Bavel. Chamtun Mikilo, and he saw people were lenient about this, for Chamar and therefore he was Machmir uh, on them, to say that if it was found in the hands of a goy, um, um, that any meat that was not, that was out of your vision, we would say, Asur, we call it Basar Nalem Askupita. There was a fellow who went to, uh, to, uh, wash off a piece of meat, Begon Nahara. It was another case of Asar Nalem He wanted to wash it off in a river. Inchitai forgot about it. Vazali walked away. Chazabai Misbina. He wanted to come back and then take it. Marley Rav, Asurlach, you can't have it. That the river might have washed away your piece of meat and brought up another piece of meat. And a fellow was walking through the shuk, carrying some meat. So what happened? He was walking through the marketplace, and a kind of bird came and grabbed it from him. Um, and... Uh, And, and it threw it down. 
He found it on the ground. He wanted to pick it up and need it. That the bird really took your meat and dropped a piece of Nevela meat. So here we hear another story of a, uh, a particular river, um, that, uh, that, um, was, uh, sweeping up, uh, wineskins. Right? And, uh, said that they should be, uh, the people who sell them should recognize the knots on the wineskins. If they do, they can know that they really are theirs and don't have to worry that it's improper wine in there. So now here we hear a story, um, that, um, there was some naknik, some certain kind of meat, that was found in the Beit of this particular city. So he said we should uh, see if the people who make the naknik can recognize the way that it's tied together, and then identify it and be okay. There was a roasted uh, goat that was found, a piece of roasted goat that was found um, on the road to Gufta. Uh, they said it was mutar for two reasons. He said, first of all, because we said if it's, uh, uh, if it's found, uh, we'll see what, oh, we'll see what this is. If you save something, find something that was being attacked by a lion or by non-Jews or by a river flood or something like that, it's yours because we know the owners gave up on them. So therefore, it was you could eat it. You could keep it, meaning as ownership. And then, uh, the other reason was because most of the people who passed by are Jewish. We don't have to be worried that it came from a non-Jew. It turned out it came from Beit Rabbi. Eagle de Guvna Levi. So there was a uh, a a cheese um, uh, wheel was found in Levi's uh, inn. And they allowed the person to take it for two reasons. Anything found in a public place like that, the owners gave up on. So it's okay. There's no reason to think it's Kvinat Goy. I mean, there are It turned out it was from Rabbi house because the majority of the people there are Jewish. Here's the Metziah problem. If you were there, wouldn't you have taken it? He said that, um, that when I would find such a thing, um, then, and I found it on the way into the city, then I would be able to take it myself. In reality, he found that he still wouldn't take it because he was being very circumspect about the issue of the Mitzvah. We'll go pick it up with the second and final podcast in Parak Zion. In the meantime, uh, everybody should have a wonderful day.